show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon. Welcome to the big show here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor coming at you live on the fan 1079. Your, your Friday version of the show yes, today. Yes, it is. I'm about to go on a long weekend. It's going to involve travel and airports and rental cars and driving. It's And a wedding and a suit. Buses. I'm going to be taking, I got a text today that says you have to take the... Uh, the, the shuttle bus to get out to the rent-a-car place. Oh. Yeah. Were you going it's in LaGuardia? The, it's the Port Authority shuttle bus. You going in LaGuardia? Yeah, flying in LaGuardia. And so, oh, uh, man. i got to take the Port Authority. Now, if I'm before 11 o'clock, i got to take the bus on the upstairs. If it's after 11 o'clock I get in, i got to take the bus on the downstairs. What if, you, what if you're exactly 11 o'clock? I don't know. What do you do then? I start walking or stay downstairs. Just I would wait think. on it, yeah. I'm not going to walk upstairs. No. But either way, I'm not looking forward to it. Ask me how much parking is for my one night in the city. Oh, in Dallas? No, in, in New oh, York. Oh, in New York. Yeah. Oh, New York City to park in New yeah, York. Yeah, because i got to catch a, I got to get a rental car to All drive right. upstate to the wedding. Yeah. Ask me how much my parking is for one night. Where are you parking it? In a garage downtown, Manhattan. I thought you were driving downtown. We're going to fly in Thursday night and spend the night. Okay. And we don't. Oh, you're not leaving until Friday. Yeah, we will. So it's the overnight Friday night. So, yeah. Oh, that's a hundred bucks. Oh, it's only fifty. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only fifty. It's it's a bargain. Really is. And it's down by the World Trade Center area. So, yeah. What does that do for you? Well, we're hoping to go to the museum Friday Friday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then so, 50 bucks is cheap. What are you so complaining about? You know, How much is your hotel Friday night? Or Thursday night? I wasn't Thursday told. I wasn't told. <laughs> I'm sure it's a couple of bills plus. Really? Yeah, for the Motel 6, whatever You're it staying is. staying at the tower? No. It's, no. staying at the plaza. What? Yeah, we're not at Trump Tower. Come on. No. You only live once. He needs the money. I know. I know. I feel bad for the dude, but... Uh, I won't be the one belling him out this time. That's wow. Someone That's else who you are. Bell him out. That's I, who you are. I won't be belling him out. I'll be helping some other enterprise. I'm sure it's, pro- it's probably not even American owned. It's probably one of them, you what? know, French companies or something. Why'd you go with that weird accent all of a sudden? American. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you started talking about it being foreign owned, you started making this weird Here's accent. Why. All weekend, I'm going to be made fun of for the way I talk. Oh, yeah. All weekend. Oh, it's going to be bad. They're going to. Oh, you're from the groom side. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm just getting ready to hear it. You guys. You, know, have, you guys having pigs in a blanket? It's going to have a. T- every time. Oh, you're from the groom side. Yes, I am. Ouch. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. The judgy you think up there? Well, of course they do. Really? Of course they do. They think we're so backward down here. You know, it turns out, I was actually a little, I thought we were overpaying for our airline ticket now, but it cost $1,300 to send someone from Texas to New York City on a bus. 
Does it? Yeah. And so, he got off cheap. <laughs> off cheap. I, I don't know about our governor, but he might want to check into air travel because yeah. we're going up a lot cheaper than what he's paying <laughs> to send guys from, <laughs> from Texas to New York City. He's got a bad travel agent. His travel, but he needs to talk to somebody. Thirteen hundred dollars a head I read today he, in the he, Tribune. He's probably sending that bill up to New York with him. COD, oh, yeah, COD. You get him, and here's yeah. the bill. Either way, I, I I felt better after I read that. That's all it took, huh? That's all. <laughs> that, I thought, well, at least I'm getting off cheaper than that. <laughs> at first, I thought, why don't I catch one of those rides? <laughs> they got to come up through Turks Canada, you figure. You, oh, I know they do. Yeah. It's a whole caravan, I'm sure. Yeah. Can you just stop and pick me up? <laughs> that turns out with that accent, more almost. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to be mocked all weekend. That's going to be good for you. Backwards. No, it's good for you. I want I want pictures of the whole thing when you come back. Like, what does it look like? Oh, well, New York City. Oh, the sophisticated people. Oh well, they're going to the, look the sophisticated. The highbrow folks. I don't know when they see my suit that I got at Dillard. So you got it. And you went shopping at Dillard's, which I'm really yeah. proud of. Yeah. This is big time for it you. It is. It is. This will be the one time you're going to wear this thing. No, You'll no, probably be buried I, in it. I'm be, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm getting torched. I, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, either way, I, uh, I wear it Don't Don't burn times. the good suit. I'm not. All right. What size are you? I'm a 44 regular. That's a little nah, smaller than you. No, I need a long. You're a 46 long, I need a long, you? yeah. Yeah. You ain't been a 44 to a while, big boy. <laughs> been along the whole time, though. <laughs> How about Good that? For you, proud, proud for that. That's right. It's those monkey yeah. arms. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm a 44 year regular, man. That's it. All right. <laughs> so, either tan suit? Are you, are you no, 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 no. It's a light gray with a little blue stripe Ooh. in it. Yeah. Tie? Yeah. I'm going to wear one. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah. Not a bolo, are you? Not wearing a bolo. No, no. Right. I, You're going to Texas. You're going all the way. When the child bride told me I couldn't wear cowboy boots with a suit. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you're Texas. You know what I mean? kind of have to. When I get, when to get altered, I mean the suit. <laughs> I like my dog in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I went to get altered the other day. I had my pair of dress shoes, my black dress shoes on. Yeah. And the lady said, well, you're not going to be wearing these shoes, are you? <laughs> like, it's only a pair of dress shoes I own. It's not a cowboy boot. What'd she want you to wear? I think she was just... Didn't, she was like your shoes? She didn't like my shoes. Your shoes are bad, too? Yeah. You didn't get I, new shoes for I didn't get new shoes. Got you got bad of, shoes. You're not wearing yeah. boots. I got some wingtips. Black wingtips. That's all you need. What, are you 80? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I did not want to... Pee Wee Herman pants. Come on. She said, how, 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 I said, not high at all. I'm going down to these shoes. I'm not going to prom in 22. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, What's the child bride wearing? Uh, she's got some fancy dress. She's really? Wearing, yeah. Did you color coordinate? No, 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 no. Oh, I didn't know she's how gonna, you guys worked it. The whole time she's going to act like she doesn't know me. <laughs> Smart. So it'd be like every other day. <laughs> People are going to walk up to her. Are you with Bob over there? <laughs> she won't even acknowledge. No, no man in the wingtips. Is that yours? Better half. With a gray suit on? Yeah, with a gray suit on at a wedding. You uh, know, the, the cowboy. Yeah, well, no, he's not a cowboy because he can wear his cowboy boots. See, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid 
You got clipped before Sark's going oh, to. Oh, I've been clipped a long time. I, I, I didn't get to. I don't uh, get to wear. What do you mean you have to put down your foot? You're the man of this relationship. Uh, could, I'm wearing these boots, damn it, like that. There are certain battles you come to where you just don't fight anymore. That's one well, of I them. fight that one. Well, you fight that big I boy. I fight those. I'm wearing my boots. You and Jacqueline Smith can go round and round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if Jacqueline says no boots, then it's no boots. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, you don't even have a pair of cowboy boots, do you? I do not, but I'm just saying if I was you and that was my thing, I'd be saying that's my thing. It's who yeah. I am. It's my signature. Yeah, well, if that was the case, I'd be wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and why not? wearing a Hawaiian shirt to the... And why not? Uh, then I think my uh, my buddy who's son it says... Yeah, his right. foot down. All right. Well, you don't yeah. want to make the wife. You can make mad. You've done that plenty yeah. of times. Yeah. He's your he's your Longhorn connection. Yeah. Make him, no, yeah. Whatever he says, you do. So either way, yeah. I'm I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna smile and I'm gonna enjoy the wedding. And uh, they say it's open bar. <laughs> oh well, then and there's a show back to the hotel. You may not even have shoes on by the time you get yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be lucky to even be able to find them. I told you today I got to wear a yarmulke during an actual this. wedding. Yes, so. this is very. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say it. Multicultural. It's no, multicultural. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it on the air. All right, well, whatever. But yeah, I, I got, you got to wear a yarmulke. Well, it's, you don't want to be disrespectful to the bride. It's you're, you're talking the way you talk. What's the difference? What do you mean I'm talking about top? You got the twang. It's already disrespectful. Yeah, no, it's not. The twang's not disrespectful. You got to wear a yarmulke. My bald head's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boy and I have to wear a yarmulke. So, it's that kind of wedding. I don't know if they're going to break the glass and they all might, that. They might, yes. May have them up in chairs, dancing yeah. around. I'm looking forward to that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because the, the groom's like 6'6". Six, six. Ooh. Yeah, they're going to have to have some tall groomsmen <laughs> hoist him up in the air. You got to be careful. The ceiling fan. I know. That's a bad thing. That's you don't want to be hoisting thing. too big a boy up in the air. Yeah. All right. So, so you're not going to be here. Not going to be here the rest Dodger of the week. Dodger Danny's here tomorrow. We got I'll be uh, here uh, in the morning. With? Uh, Roger McBilly's moved up his date again for wow. me. Wow. He's really being a team player these days. I didn't. I always thought Billy was kind of an ISO guy. <laughs> oh no, no, he's Team Tony. He's he's Team Billy. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you're gone tomorrow. Uh, Dodger Danny's in. Um, we're gonna have um, picks of righteousness. Picks of righteousness tomorrow, and uh, and Coach Morton over in Atlanta. Oh, very cool. He's gonna hop on the phone with us tomorrow. Did he get a w the other day. As a head coach, got the win. Snap the whatever 11, 12, whatever game losing streak Atlanta's had. It's hard to imagine Atlanta had an 11-game losing streak. I know. Didn't think I'd live long enough to see that. I didn't either. But they're back in the W column. Coach Morton's joining us tomorrow. Very cool. Let's try to get him today. He's busy. He's one of those Wednesday busy guys. Some guys have busy Wednesdays, some less busy Thursdays. Who knows? That's it. So I'm guessing he's forgetting he's got sub-varsity tomorrow because he's not in Arkansas anymore. He'll call. He'll call for I got to call him, which means you never know. He'll be at the sub-varsity game. He'll give his little play-by-play. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Yes. That'll be good. So we got a full show tomorrow. Not so much today. <laughs> what do you mean? We got no guests today. It's just you and me. Well, that's all right. Yeah, I feel bad about not doing picks of righteousness. Yeah, you know, Cochran was watching a while ago. I wonder he what was. Cochran was up to. He probably didn't stop long. You know how he is on the 
social media. The he drive by. He's just scanning. Yeah. He looked at that. Says nothing to see nope. there. Nope. Been there, done that. Yeah, nothing to that. see there. We're going to take a break. 12 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. Rangers already played today. We'll come back and yap about that one. Cowboys are shopping for a tackle. Well, I'm sure they're on every corner. And uh, one showed up today. Oh, really? We'll see if he's going to stay. Oh, cool. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. 1079. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We'll go somewhere, but you come back too. No. Has this happened to you? Don't throw your phone away. It's repairable by M-Tech Electronic Services. Benji says, Scott has repaired phones no others would touch. Emily said, fixed my shattered phone and it came out looking awesome. From phone screen replacements to micro soldering, they do it all. Their motto, don't worry, we'll fix it. Call or go see M-Tech Electronic Services today for all your smartphone, computer, and game console repairs. 4012 Summerhill Square, Texarkana. And check out their deals at M-Tech Electronic Services on Facebook. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Seventeen minutes after five o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor, nine zero three seven three five nine nine zero five. I got people uh, wanting to get in on picks of righteousness. Yeah, uh, first one of the year. Well, second, second one. Yeah, first one for Dodger Danny. He's never done it before. Yeah, I'm not going to infringe on we his may, time. We yet. may let some of our, our listeners, callers, not call. tomorrow, not tomorrow, but during the season. It's first. a long season. It is a long season. So he tells me this. He said, so he's tried to explain it to his son, yeah. how picks of righteousness work. His son's about eight years old. Yeah. So it took him a couple of times, and then the son got it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So he says, while I'm in the car, if I'm listening to you guys, well, I'm making a righteousness too. He said, so I've done this with you guys before, just haven't done it on the air. Yeah. All right. So he made some pick, and team lost the next day. So his kid was like, man, that was a bad pick. He no, said, no, you didn't understand you didn't righteousness. Understand it. No. You'll be righteous. Yeah. No. Not right. No. Righteous. Yeah. No so. lead pipe le- locks here. No, no cinches. No. Oh, this, I'm telling you, this one's good. No. I don't care. Care about who we want. We root who we, like. we want. Yeah. How we want. Well, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're rooting for an eagle today. I don't know how I feel about this. Jason Peters was apparently... Talking to the Cowboys, showed up in Dallas, kicking the tires on the Cowboys, or they're kicking the tires on him, to see if at 41 years old, he wants to come back and uh, shore up that offensive line and help out uh, the Tyron Smith-less Cowboy offensive uh, offensive unit. Now, had they not moved Jason Peters away from the left tackle spot the last couple of years? No, he was in Chicago last year. Yeah, but had he not been moved away from left tackle, I, I thought know. he was. I don't know if he played left or playing right. the right side. He might have been, which would still be a help if. Yeah, they need an uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, they they need a uh, you know a decent body at this point. Yeah. But, uh, 
They may have to have him play guard. No, they said, I'm looking at the little story, started 15 games at left tackle last year. Yep. Well, that's pretty impressive. He started 15 games a year ago. Yeah, playing for the Bears. It's impressive he came back 15 times. (laughs) That crappy team. But anyway. But I thought Philly had already moved him away from the left tackle spot. I don't know, but the Bears put him back. So he's what did he make last year? He's been, I don't know. He's been one year in Chicago, and apparently that was all. I don't blame him. If you've ever been in Chicago, one year's plenty. And uh, But now he's he's talking to the Cowboys. Well, it makes sense. He's he's near his home. It wouldn't be as big a deal to uproot a family or something like that. So See, I'd forgotten he was in Chicago. I had, too. I didn't remember that. Which kind of tempers the Yeah, the whole iron of playing against – Phillies, he's uh, been someplace else yeah. already. Of course, he started in Buffalo. It's not like he's been a career yeah. all in Philadelphia. Just the glory was, years for him were there. Yeah. Those big money years. Yeah. So I guess maybe the Eagle fans would uh, forgive and, and forget. Until and, and, he, he shows up in a Dallas uniform in, in Philadelphia, yeah. then it's going to be all bets off. Yeah. If he shows up, you know, it, it'll work out as well as when they brought Jackie Smith in to play tight end. He'd been a long time. Really? It's going to work that well. He'd been a long time Cardinal had been in the division. They played against him forever, and then he comes in, and you know Rayfield Wright got hurt, and they bring Jackie Smith in, and he's a beloved figure in Dallas to this day. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Every time somebody drops a glass, they go, "Ah, you did Jackie Smith there, didn't you?" <laughs> so I'm hoping it'll work out that well. Really? That well? <laughs> that well? Where the Super Bowl's lost on a drop, huh? That's what I you would have. love that if that was the case. If they get to the Super Bowl yeah. and lose it on a Jason <laughs> Peters drop. If Jason Peters misses a block and uh. Dak gets hit and throws a pick and it's a six-point pick in the Super Bowl, that would have been a great pickup. Oh, it would be a phenomenal pickup. Because the Cowboys in my lifetime will have gotten to the Super Bowl again. So I'm doing a thing in in class today. We're doing we're talking about essay writing. So I so, give I give him a I give him a bogus prompt. Like, all right, so choose and defend which franchise is the best in the NFL. And right away I got some knucklehead Cowboys. Oh, well, I already can see he's not going to pass his class. My first thing, and so I make the argument for the Packers. You are teaching history. Yeah, yeah, but I'm teaching <laughs> writing here. It's it's not ancient history though. It's American history. It's it's too far back it's for the Cowboys. Team. Yeah, well, and that was part of my thing. That was part of my thing. So I said, you know, despite the fact Cowboys are, are considered America's team, blah 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 blah, Packers. And he goes, oh, they won a Super Bowl in a decade. And I said, and you yelled out Cowboys. I said. You do know in your lifetime the Packers have won a Super Bowl. I said, I don't know if it's in your parents' lifetime the Cowboys have. He thought I was mean at that point in time. That is mean. You may have older parents. (laughs) (laughs) I've suffered. (laughs) No, then they they experienced Cowboy success. With this kid yelling out Cowboys. Good for him. No, bad for him. Now he's going to be targeted the rest of the year. By you. I know. He's profiled. He's righteous. He's he's righteous. He was righteous. I'll give him righteous. Yeah, the righteous. I'm sure the scripture says something. Will inherit something. (laughs) No, no. There you go. You're shooting a little high there, big boy. A righteous will inherit a C. There you go. They'll earn it. Wow. Anyway, Cowboys making that move. 
uh, potentially. Nobody signed yet, but they're looking. So we'll see if indeed by this time tomorrow. And, and we were talking off the air about this fact. We got a two-week break here between the last preseason yeah, game. Which I was disappointed to realize this week. Well, you're going to be gone. You're not missing anything then. I know I'm not missing, but still. And, and or is, got, that, is that the uh, MO here? I'm disappointed <laughs> I'm not going to get to miss a whole <laughs> crap. You're going to miss the whole uh, Tampa versus uh, Dallas, Dallas yeah. game. Yeah. No, you'll be back for it. Yeah, unfortunately. That'll be good. But yeah. a two-week break is kind of weird compared to what they used to do. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. But we got that big Sunday night college game down in New Orleans. Florida State versus LSU. That's not bad. That's a bad game. Are you kidding? I ask, That's uh, a bad game? I, ask, I don't remember if it was Chop. I think it was Chop just to ask. Does LSU win a game in the SEC West this year? I Really? Yeah. Do they win a game in the SEC West this year? Yes. Who do they beat? One of the Mississippis at least and Auburn. Minimum. Which Mississippi? I don't know. One of them. One of them. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way you always look at it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll beat one of the Mississippis. Yeah. I think Arkansas beat one of the Mississippis. Huh? Yeah, you don't, beat saying, two, you don't get two Mississippis. It is possible for them to not win a game in the West No, this year. they'll win two minimum. They'll win two. They're, that thing's in disarray down there. Well, but it was. But it Brian, was? Dancing Brian Kelly's down there now. It's it's a whole different regime now. I I, I truly think people are sleeping on you. I don't uh, think they're going to win. I'm not saying they're going to win the West because I don't believe that. They're a little far away. But I don't think they're going to go O for the West. There's no way. They've got to have enough talent down there to win something. They had a lot of folks jump ship. Well, but they're LSU. There's a lot of talent down there. There there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kids in Louisiana to play football. I agree with all that, but I think a bunch of them jump ship and that thing's in disarray. So you say O for the West? I think it's possible they go O for the West. God. Now, I know Auburn's got problems. Uh, Hartson's yes. coaching for his job this year. Yes. And I know State, Mississippi State, you know, the Pirates, but, you know, for one game, he almost beat them last year. I know. So but That wasn't with Brian Kelly. All right. Got the magic. We'll see. I don't believe they go over. I don't think they're ready to compete. Bama, A&M, Arkansas. I don't think they're ready to compete with that just yet, but I think they can handle their bottom part of that uh, that division. All right. Now, you see in the college football folks are talking 12-game or 12-team playoff again now. Yeah. It popped up again today. Yeah, it's – It'll eventually happen now that they've got the network deal finished. Yeah. They want the, you know, Fox wants a piece of it. You've got some of the streaming services wanting a piece of it. And, uh, you know, it all goes back to it would have gone quietly to ABC. Had the Aggies held their water and not mouthed off. And uh, that thing would already be a done deal, 12 team. Yeah. All on ABC, ESPN, but now it's going to be it's a fr- it's a feeding frenzy. It's a free for all. Also, story came out today that it looks like the uh, Big Twelve is jumping again on negotiations with their uh, broadcast partners, 
And so they could. What do you mean jumping the gun? Now, I know, well, they're they, a year they away. Forward. Yeah, they're a year away from having to negotiate. Right. But they're wanting to get a deal done now. Right. Now, so they can go ahead and go to those Pac-12 teams and everybody else and say, look, this is what we have in place. Now, how do you – now, i, I got to ask this. How do you make this work? So if you were – Texas and OU are out. Everybody else is staying behind, we assume, plus the newbies that are coming in. So you, are you negotiating that contract, or are you negotiating an open-ended, we've got this group of teams, and we're going to be talking real hard to, I don't know, Oregon yeah. and Stanford, well, Utah, whoever? I think it's going to be based on who's going to be left. But a lot of it's going to involve Texas and OU because ESPN, ABC wants them out early. Sure. They want them coming over to their product. Fox says, no, we want them to be our 11 o'clock ball games for another year or two. Darn right. And so we don't want to turn them loose. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it may mean for it to happen early that uh, ESPN ABC has to kind of buy OU and Texas out of the equation. And uh, that may mean that Fox gets a little sweeter deal now, Fox is already saying their 11 o'clock is going to be the Big Ten. Well, Big Ten. Yeah, and the new deal with the Big Ten. All right. They're going to become the 11 o'clock. They've got, I think, one more year, maybe two more years uh, the way it is now. But eventually they see the Big Ten as their 11 o'clock game. So uh, we'll see if the Big 12 sweetens the pot on them or gives them more of something else they want. Maybe they want a prime time game or something like that. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So are we pushing USC to have a 9 a.m. kickoff? Well, they're already going to have some crazy kickoff. Well, that's... But you got to remember, the Pac-12 was already doing that. They were already having morning kickoffs. I don't remember USC playing at they may not in have, the morning very often. They may not have, but they were... They've been experimenting, what, the last two years with, like, 9 a.m. West Coast kickoffs? So they get more coverage in the East? Yeah. So that's not— How'd that work for them? Conference fell apart. Well, the conference was falling apart anyway. That was was a desperate try to try to keep things going. Which all this conversation makes sense from the word that was coming out today about potentially the 12 team in 2024. So if— we finish out this year kind of the status quo and if it looks like the negotiation really ramps up in the next year about texas and ou getting an early pass to go to the sec that would make sense for 2024 to be their first year over there and now we've got the 12 team playoff would be it i mean that's kind of if all the worlds are lining up in in alignment here it feels like that may be the way this is going to work itself out. Because I truly believe the SEC envisions a minimum of five teams in the playoff. Yeah. Well. That's that's the minimum. They, Alabama. Uh, well, whatever the top five well, is that year. Well, they, Alabama. And then well, four others. Well, Alabama. Uh, obviously, Georgia now is on the same level as Alabama. Yeah. All right. So there's two. And so there's your two given. And then – your other three will come from the best of the litter that particular year. So, so it'll be Aggies, highly competitive. Aggies, Aggies Sooners, Sooners Horns. Horns, Arkansas, I think, will be in that conversation. That's why this is so important for Arkansas to be successful this year and next year. They need to elevate themselves to where a 10-win season possibly gets them into that five-team 
uh, bracket that gets taken into the playoffs. And, and to be perfectly honest, they need to kick LSU while they're down. Oh, yeah. Auburn while they're down. They need to – if you're Arkansas, this is the time those two schools need to be scoped in to start beating up on if you want to be a 10-win, 11-win invitee to the uh, college football playoff. Have we seen a definitive about where the SEC is looking at grouping schools when they no, actually no, get them they're in? Still they're still looking at the two playoffs. options where you have one team you play every year and then just it's – but is it four, four divisions or two divisions? There's no divisions. No divisions. No divisions. Just 16 teams. You're going to have either one team you play every year, and then we redo the schedule every year, or Ooh. we play three teams you play every year, and then mix and max the schedule. They're going to schedule to optimize the number of teams. They've always done that in the SEC. It may be a little more blatant now because there's five teams, but they've always scheduled to optimize in order to get better bowl games. Now it'll, they'll schedule to optimize. They'll say, all right, here's six really good teams. Let's make a schedule out for those six yeah. to have pretty favorable schedules. So what you're telling me is Vanderbilt's going to play Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas, A&M, Arkansas, and Georgia. Every year. They're going to have a schedule <laughs> that's going to bounce around yeah. to make everybody at the top get a little better. Yeah. That's why if you're Florida, you got to get better right now. If you're Arkansas, you got to get there and stay there. Yeah. If you you're got two Missouri, years. If you're Missouri, you got to get used to traveling. <laughs> Ouch. Missouri's uh, just a stepchild. Oh, I know they they're are. the number two stepchild in that country. I think South Carolina's – treated better than Missouri. And it's well, going to continue for Missouri. Because they were there. Yeah. Missouri's new there yeah. and nobody cares. Well, they're but, not new anymore. They're well, just always going to be a They're newer than South Carolina. And now they're about to be usurped by OU and Texas both. And so... Well, they're going to get to play them every year. Well, they'll get to play probably one or two of them every oh, year. Oh, they'll get to play them both every yeah, year. But I'm just saying the, uh, the SEC will schedule the most favorable matchups for their top five or six teams. Mm. Okay. Quick break. A little long, about 26 minutes until 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan. We talked about the uh, Rangers have played today. We'll come back and visit on them for just a couple as we roll on here on the Wednesday version of Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan, 107.9. The Church of England's most prominent cleric, Justin Welby, said he's ashamed of his race and gender. His words fit the modern narrative well, but he forgets a simple biblical truth. God created us to be who we are. The Bible says God knit us together in our mother's womb. He determined not only our gender, but our race. Society's problems aren't caused by gender or race, but by the sinful choices people make. Rather than be ashamed of who we are, we should rejoice in who God made us to be. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. Twenty-two minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. One zero seven nine nine zero three seven three five. 
9905 Sonic Hotline here in the Ultra Fan Cave. Uh, Rangers took it on the chin today. Poor Martin Perez. What was that? Didn't have a great outing today. Went four, five, five innings. Gave up five. His earned run average is still under three. Oh, well, sure. He's had an outstanding yeah. year. But uh, Rangers are back to 13 under 500. You know, they had a bad weekend against Detroit. Detroit came in yeah, they, town yeah. this weekend and just took the sticks and fire out the of The Rangers them. beat them the first, the first game of yeah. that series, didn't they? But the Saturday and Sunday, yeah, well, yeah. they scored nine runs each game yeah, or something. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. And then uh, you had these back-to-back losses against Houston. And, you know, the only cool thing about this series, which I found interesting, I don't know if you saw this, uh, when Beasley and – um, oh, who's the old skipper? Uh, Dusty. Dusty. Met at home plate. It's first time all year, two African-American managers. Really? Yeah, the, there's only three. There was only two uh, for most of the year until recently when Beasley took it. Uh, and Dave Roberts hasn't squared off against uh, Dusty all year. So, uh, yeah, it's the first time all year that two African-American managers faced each other. I'm not even going to do well, it. I mean, it just, it's just... And I will say this. Here we are, what are we, 40 years past Frank Robinson getting a... Almost 50. Almost 50. Yeah. There's a lot fewer African-Americans in the MLB now. Yeah. It's, you know, if anything, we ought to be saying, how many Dominican managers do we have? I don't think we have any, do we? Yeah, I, I think there's probably do a couple we? out there that have a Dominican background. But it's really, you know, it's... When I broach that subject, I do so realizing that that number ha- has continued to shrink, the number of African-Americans playing baseball. Oh, I get it. And, and and particularly at the MLB level. That is just not a sport anymore that is popular in the African-American community. And it's not America's pastime. Well, you know, it, it was the vehicle of social change. And I agree. Felt, and it felt like we're at a place right now where – at least on top-level management. Yeah. We're back to, you know, pre-Frank Robinson almost. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like. If, you know, Tony LaRusse is going to be out for a while. There's no telling exactly what's going yeah. on with him physically because obviously they're keeping it kind of quiet in Chicago. But Tony LaRusse probably shouldn't be managing. I mean, I, I'm not a hater of Tony LaRusse. He's fine. But Tony LaRusse is like well past his time. And yet we keep recycling and we keep – we've had this conversation ad nauseum for 20 years about how the the same basic guys we keep seeing over and over again. Now, Major League Baseball has actually gotten a little better about that in the last 10 years than they had been. But Tony La Russa having a job in Major League Baseball just, <laughs> it just feels like, really, there's not a young guy. There's not a Beasley out there that, that the White Sox could identify and say, you know what? This is a young up-and-comer that we think is going to be a guy to help get us there, that really LaRusse's the guy. And we, and we know early on, LaRusse's out of touch with basically what's happening in the world. And yet, Tony's well, got the job. Let me play devil's advocate that. Um, you talk about a guy that's been retreaded multiple times, Buck Showalter. Yes. Well, and, okay, go ahead. I'm not going to rebut that yet. Yeah, but... He's a damn good manager. How about that? He's a good manager, but he's been retreaded multiple times. Yes, he is. He's a little long in tooth. Yes, he is. But he's really good with players. And and he he's one of those guys I can look at and go, you know, I can see where Buck on a short term is a good manager for a, for a franchise. 
don't know about a long term, but for a short turnaround kind of thing, Show Walter seems kind of to be a pretty good manager. I think there's pretty good chance of the year in the National League. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying with LaRusse. And, you know, you can bring up LaRusse, Joe Madden, Buck's one of those guys. Maybe even Dusty. Dusty, certainly. And MLB's who put him in. Yep. I mean, basically, the Astros were told Dusty's going to be your manager. Now, I think they were happy with him. Sure. And, and the results were positive. So they said, why not? Why not leave him in a position? Right. But uh, I, I understand, but some of these guys continue to be able to push the right buttons. I think LaRusse is probably a little too long in tooth. Uh, going into the American League may not have been the best decision for him. His best years were in the National League, even though he'd won in Oakland. Uh, but as I read that this week, it was a little surprising that there were only two African-American managers this year. Well, Three now, now three yeah. with Beasley right. taking over for the fired Woodward. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's worthy of conversation or not, but I found that to be an interesting point. I think it's worthy of the mention, if nothing else. I have to look at a little bit more research and see who all's managing around the league because it changes so quickly. Yeah. I don't know how many firings we've had this year, but either way, Rangers. Pish. It's, it's, I don't know. Secret hit, secret hit number twenty nine. Yeah. He, they're, they're two guys they put money in have had, after horrible starts, good seasons. Yes, yeah, they've, they've, they've been fine. Garcia's been, fine. been surprisingly been fine. good post-All-Star game where he swooned last year. They've got three solid ball players right well, now. Lowe, I like Lowe. I, I do. I think Lowe's I, – I don't know if they – I don't know. He's I don't a know platoon what, guy in my book. That's fine, but he's a productive guy. You give him he, – he's productive. He gets on base. He hits home runs. I – uh, to me, he's not a hole in the lineup. He's yeah. a guy that holds his own spot, and I'm okay with low. Jonah Heim has had a decent year as a catcher. Uh, but beyond that, I don't see a whole lot there. No. I'm ready to, and Martin Perez has had a nice year. Yes, And it looks like uh, Lighter's kid is beginning to show some promise. He struggled a little down at Frisco to begin with, but he seems to have gotten some uh, control on his fastball back and uh, – He's now, I think, at 100 innings uh, or 89 innings, 100 strikeouts. So okay. that's, that's not bad. That's a good number down yeah. at Frisco. And so, you know, and I may be wrong. And maybe, you know, Chris Young and, and before John Daniel has a better, I would have moved, I would have moved Martin Perez. I, would, I just would have. I would have moved him. I think I could have gotten better value because I think they're still two years away. And I think, I think there was something there you could have gotten for Perez that would have been. Something to fill in for that two yeah. years, three years down See, the road. I still think in their mind, those two young pitchers could be up in June, and they could make a push for a wild card spot next year. See, I'm not, I'm and, not a believer. And here's the other thing: the division. Yes, the Astros are going to continue to dominate for the next year or two, but Oakland's horrible. California is in disarray. They're always the, horrible. Well, they're not horrible. No, they're, they're horrible. But they've got some outstanding players, but yeah. they're in disarray right now. They're horrible. they got Otani and they've got yeah. Trout, and they're horrible. Yeah. Beyond yeah. that. but And they're looking to move Otani, looks like. Yeah. Then that... So, if you're the Rangers, there's hay to be made there next year. They can beat some new opponents. I know Seattle's finally broke out a little bit this year. Yeah. Seattle will be the team I'd yeah. be looking at oh, yeah. as the next yeah. up-and-comer. When Houston Furlander's thirty nine, yeah. he's not going forever. They've had guys who have stepped in. Your Quitties is good. 
Valdez is good, but they're getting a little long yeah. in tooth. And I, I think Seattle's the next team to watch. I, I, I believe the Mariners are about to make a run in the next few years. But I still think it's possible to get into a wild card spot if you're the Rangers next year. If you can win on the coast. You, yes. That's always your problem. Yes. You go to the coast and you think, all right, yes. we're going to clean up on the coast. And then you find out now yeah. we split with the Angels or you split with the A's and you get nothing you out of that. You should dominate. You should dominate. But they're yeah. not going They don't. And division games are not easy to dominate anyway. You believe Baltimore? Yeah. And we believe Baltimore. I mean, this has ah. been, again, the story just keeps hanging on. Everybody's waiting for Baltimore to finally collapse and be done. I think it would be so cool if Baltimore and Seattle both managed to get in the wild yeah. card this year. That would, to be me, be fun. a crazy story. They may not last through the first round. Yeah. Just to get a single-game playoff would be You're not kidding. an achievement for the, the Orioles. Orioles, oh, my God. They'll go crazy in Baltimore, I'm afraid. All right, got to take a break. 12 minutes until uh, 6 o'clock. Last segment coming up. We keep ending the last segment every day with golf news. Here it is again. The uh, Live Tour is again shaking some trees. And a, a player who's made the decision to go in that direction released a statement today. Yeah, the Varner statement uh, said a lot. I, th- I think it does, too. We'll come back and talk about that one in a minute. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. On Facebook. Eight minutes until six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. A reminder, uh, Kirk and company tomorrow morning with the uh, ever effervescent Billy Lavender. Well, I am looking to, forward to talking to Billy. He's got uh, last week's game to talk about, this week's game to talk about, and uh, big matchup for Texas High. It is. Uh, well, doesn't uh, Colorado Heritage have a big quarterback? Yeah, seventh ranked in the state. Yeah, get to get to. Come back after that loss to uh, Lone Star. Get back on the uh, on the horse again and uh, you know, see what they, you got. They had some impressive numbers against Lone Star. Yes. You know, looking at them statistically, yeah, they, we someone decided to send us uh, numbers this week, yep. and I, I don't know which coaches decided that, but we appreciate the yes. fact that both of us in our mailbox got some statistical numbers. And yeah, on paper it looked like they had a really good ball game. They had a bad uh, first half yeah, penalty they, wise. Well, and of course. Lone Star lost their quarterback after the first quarter. That That's may right. have helped a little bit, but either way, uh, would be a big win if they could go up to the Metroplex and beat Colleyville Heritage. It's tough having to go to the Metroplex twice early in the year, but at the same time, that's who you end up playing. You want to go late in the year? We're having. A, yeah. How many times are we going this yeah, year? We want you want to go in November. Well, you want to go in yeah late right. November. Yeah, that's when you want to be going in November, hmm. but early in the year is tough. I understand. Anyway, big game coming up. So Billy's going to be here tomorrow. You're gone tomorrow night. Reminder, Dodger Danny's going to be in here tomorrow. we got Picks of Righteousness tomorrow. And Tyler Morton, the uh, head football coach of the Atlanta Rabbits, is going to be hopping on the phone with us at 530 tomorrow. We'll talk about his week one win. First ever win as a head coach. We toast that. Very cool. So we'll have him in tomorrow. Well, not in, but on the phone tomorrow. Talk about how that experience went. And we, we visited with him when he got the job. And now we're going to get a chance to see how the uh, how the program's moving. He comes from the uh, 
Barry Norton coaching tree, which some of those guys have had pretty good success down through the years. They can coach up a little bit. Uh, uh, still, uh, Several of them still in the business. Yeah. Several of them have had good runs. All right, the Live Tour, we seem to be ending every day with this conversation. Uh, the uh, DP BMW PGA is coming up, I think this next weekend? Next week. They're asking them Live Golfers we don't want to see any of your live logos when you're out here. Yeah, see, that's sensible to me. Well, that's, I don't you're know. You're not banned. No, you're not banned. But those guys are kind of contractually obligated to wear their live stuff when they're well, golfing. And it's an option. Well, this is going to be a weird yeah. deal here. Would If I was the live tour, I'd rather have my guys playing in that event. I would give them True. a pass. True. I mean, they're promoting your your players in that event. Right. So if I'm live, that's a no-brainer to me. I'm like, go ahead and play. If they tell you, take that off, put on your other sponsorship, it's not like they don't all have other sponsors. Right. Do your Nike thing or your Adidas thing or whatever yeah. you got personally. Tailor made, whatever right. you are. Whatever it is. Yeah. Rory's unhappy, of course. You don't want to see these 18 guys that are on the tour. One of them, Harold Varner, released today a uh, kind of a letter to the public. Now, Harold's, what, 32 years old? Yep. He's he's becoming more and more successful. I think he's got $10 million of career Yes, earnings. and he's got a nice following. He's a popular golfer. Yes. And unfortunately, though, he's seeing the backlash hmm. of the decision, as he said, the financial decision for my family. He said, I, I grew up without a lot of money. Granted, he's made 10 mil and 2 mil this year, but taxes have eaten a lot of yeah. that up. So you're not walking around with 10 million in your pocket. But he's made some money on the tour, and this is a chance to exponentially make more. Well, as he said, it puts his family in a position that he doesn't have to worry about them in the future. He's, right. he's got the opportunity to have guaranteed earnings that will put his family in such a financial position that he doesn't have to worry about his kids and things like that, which. Most of us offered that are going to take that yeah, opportunity. That's what you're going to take. He uh, His poignant line, I thought, was, I hate to be hated. He said, but I'm, I'm looking at my social media page, and I'm looking at the comments that are coming in. He said, and I understand that people who are loyal to the PGA are unhappy with my decision. I don't want to be hated. I wanted to make a decision that was best for me and my family. And I understand that people are unhappy about it, but it's the best call for me and mine. And at 32, that makes a big difference. If he's 22 and he's looking at 10 years of health and best golf of his life, but at 32, he could get an injury. Anything like that could derail what's left of his career. And so I think this is a wise choice for a guy in that circumstance. You know, Kim Young, who this week decided – to stay with the PGA, that $500,000 a year guarantee, and now he gets to go out there as a, what is he, 25, 26, something, and go out there and be competitive. It makes sense for him. All right, we're done for today. Back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll do it again. Don't forget Kirk and Company, 7 o'clock tomorrow, right here.